Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So everybody doing good? Got a little breeze going? Yeah, man. Praise God. Well, I want to jump right on into the message, and the message is entitled, Joseph, Not Your Regular Joe, all right? So I want to tell you a little bit about that. When I mean not your regular Joe, Joseph wasn't a go-with-the-flow guy, okay? He was a God guy, right? And what I mean by that is, whatever the circumstances, he didn't let circumstances control him. He went to God with it. And so, you know, a lot of times in our life, isn't that the best place to go when our circumstances seem a little wobbly, seem a little tough, things going on in our life? But usually sometimes we put that off and that's not always the first place we go. But Joseph was always faithful to go to his faithful God. Amen. If you know we got a faithful God, let me hear you say amen all the time. Just like today, you know, he's allowing us to come here under this uh, beautiful tent with everybody here. And, and I'm going to unpack some cool stuff that maybe we don't necessarily see uh, right here, right now. But I'm going I'm to share that. I want to get ahead of myself. I'm a little excited about that. But going back to this, Joseph trusted God for the outcome. And as we study the life of Joseph this morning, I want you guys to take a look at this, how God is faithful, even when we can't see it immediately. How many know yesterday we wanted to see things a little bit different? We wanted to see the rain shove out a little bit further. And you know what? I think it did a pretty good job when I called some folks around uh, the, the outlying cities. They say, man, it was pouring down. We did okay, didn't we? We had an opportunity to get out and serve the Lord, and we're thankful for that. And I found this over the years. Sometimes it's just about, are you faithful in serving the Lord? Are you faithful in serving the Lord? Even when it looks like your back is up against the wall, do we just crumble, or do we just keep on going and say, you know what, Lord, I know what you said. We're going to keep going with your plan. So today I want to unpack a little bit of Joseph's life. I've got a little bit of ground to cover today, and then we're going to start un unfolding a few of the things on our sheet. So everybody doing good? Good. Now, for homework, if you guys want to dig in a little bit deeper of this, you can go to Genesis chapter 37 through chapter 40. So what I'm going to try to do is condense that down in about seven minutes to get where we need to go. Does that sound all right? So we're talking about Joseph, who was the son of Jacob. And he had 11 brothers, so there's 12 boys all together. He's the second youngest, and he's, and he's Jacob's. He's daddy's favorite. Matter of fact, daddy even, even did this. He made him a coat of many colors. Y'all remember that story when you were coming along? The coat of many colors. Well, he'd wear that coat around, and his brothers, man, it just reminded them that he was the favorite. That didn't really set real good with the brothers, right? So a lot of times there was a lot of animosity and things, so the brothers disliked Joseph. Also, Joseph was a dreamer. God would speak to him in dreams. And Joseph had a dream one day, and he shared it with his brothers, and they weren't real excited about it. He talked about how that, you know, the Lord had showed him this dream, and there was a bale of hay here that represented him, and a bale of several bales of hay, 11 bales of hay over here that represented the brothers and stuff, and they were going to bow, bow down to him. That didn't go real good. That didn't go real good with the brothers, right? You know, but he was still faithful to share that. And the reason I say that, sometimes people aren't excited about the dream that God put in your heart. But as long as you are and God put it there, he's going to see it through. Amen. Is there a dream in your heart when we start this today that God's put in there and it's just got covered over by putting it off another day, maybe later or whatever. Today's the day to take that and let's weed that garden out of our heart and see what God's got so he can just bring the fullness of that dream in your life. And let's get back to Joseph. Now, you talk about a guy that saw the other side of it here, man. You know, he went through some several, several tough things. It's like, he tells him about the dream. And the brothers start turning around and say, we're going to plot against him. This guy's got to go. He's got to go. So what they do is, they say, well, you know what? The, the brothers go out in the field to, to take care of the flock. And they've been gone a little while. So Jacob says, hey, why don't you go out and check on your brothers? They say, okay. So he goes and can't find him. Somebody says, man, they went on down to this next town. So he's still going, doing what his dad said. He's faithful to that. And he's, he's going on down the road and uh, he sees his brother and they, they recognize that here comes the dreamer. 
Can you just imagine us putting it in real now? Man, he makes me sick. I can't believe it. He's daddy's favorite, right? So they plot to do him in. They say, man, we got to take him out. So when they get there, they said, you know what? Let's throw him in this pit. One of the brothers, Reuben, said, man, let's just put him in there. And he's thinking the whole time, well, I'll come back and get him out. But guess what? Sometimes when you're running with the crowd, you can get further than you want to go. And everybody's got their hand in it. Amen. Well, then they say, well, how about this? They saw some guys going by on a, on a, on a slave uh, caravan. They said, you know what? Why should we have our brother's blood on our hands? We'll just sell him. They sold him. Sold him to a slave trader. Wow. Can you see the brother just going, man, with that coat and everything? They say, the brother said, you know what we'll do? We'll take that coat, dip it in blood, and say, we'll just tell dad a wild animal got him. That's your family. That's your family, right? So that's what they do. They come back and tell Jacob, said, you know, your, your, your son, this is all we saw of him. Man, he just rips his heart out. Well, guess what? Jacob goes from there, gets enslaved. He's, he's enslaved, and they and they going down in there. He's auctioned off, right? And a guy named Potiphar, you guys remember some of the story. He was the captain of Pharaoh's guard, the king of Egypt. Potiphar, the captain, he recognizes something about Joseph. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll take this guy for my own. So he brings him into his home. Guess what? Joseph's still seeking the Lord in the midst of a tough time. I want to tell you, if you're going through a tough time, keep seeking the Lord. Let's see how it worked out for him. So he keeps seeking the Lord, and God gives him favor. Not only did he have favor with his father, he had favor with man, and he had favor with God, right? So unpacking this a little bit more, Potiphar puts him in charge of everything in his house. The Bible says the only thing Potiphar had to do at his house is just worry about what he was going to eat. He trusted him that much. So, he, man, he, he saw favor on him. Well, guess what? It gets better, or maybe it gets worse, I guess we should say, because Potiphar's wife said, love me some Joseph. He's a good, strong, strapping young man, right? And she starts putting the move on him. And Joseph's like, hey, I'm just trying to do what God's called me to do. Your father, your, your husband entrusted me with this. I'm going to go ahead and serve him. To the point where she puts the pressure on him, and he has to flee from her, right? And she tears his garment off. He says, this is what I love he says, how can I sin against God? You see, his heart was always pointed to his relationship with God. Everything he was doing, his heart was pointed in his mind, and his actions were pointed to God. What would happen if we took our actions, our minds, and our time and our talent, and kept them focused and pointed to God? So what does he do? He runs off, and she lies on him. Her husband gets home, she says, that, that Hebrew slave you brought in here, he tried to rape me. What? The husband was terrified. He says, throw him into jail. So let's, let's just rewind a little bit. It's not real fun for him at home because his brothers give him a hard time. They throw him in a pit, right? They sell him into slavery. He gets out of that. He's still a slave, but he's moving on up in the food chain there, so to speak. And then a woman lies on him. Now he's in the big house. He's in the jail. But guess what? He kept his focus on Christ. He kept his focus on the Lord, right? The jailer noticed, man, this guy, he really, he really has a knack for things. Put him in charge over the jail, right? So now the jailer's like this. He's on easy street. He's watching Joseph because he knows the favor of God is on Joseph. Well, two other guys come in the picture. There's a baker and a cupbearer. Both of them get thrown in, in the jail. And they're there, and Joseph is handling things. And one night, the cupbearer has a dream. He said, man, I had this crazy dream. He said, I just don't know what it means. And you guys can read and unpack it phrase by phrase, but I'm going to give you the overview of it. He says, I dreamed this dream, and I don't really know what it means. And Joseph said, well, why don't you tell me about it, and I'll pray and see, see if I can help you out with it. So he told him what happened. He says, I'll tell you exactly what it means. He says, in three days, you're going to be released and restored back into your position. Woo! That sounds good. I like that, Joseph. 
So guess what? The baker says, I had a dream. He saw how favorable that is. He said, Joseph, what do you think about my dream? He prayed and the Lord revealed it to him. He says, in three days, you'll be dead. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How many know that sometimes the, the, the things that, that God has called you to do are not the same things that he's called me to do or you to do, right? But whatever it is, we keep seeking the Lord. God will work them things together for the good. Now, in this situation, guess what? Right on the target. The guy was restored. The cupbearer was restored. Three days later, Baker was dead. But this is what I want to get to. He told the guy, he said, when you get back in your position with Pharaoh, right, the cupbearer, he said, don't forget me. What do you think he did? He forgot all about him. The Bible says about two years passed. And guess who has a dream then? Pharaoh. Pharaoh's got a troubling dream. He don't know what's going on. He's asking, man, I just don't, I can't make out any of this. Where's such a man that could tell me about what this, this dream means? Guess who jumps up? His memory comes back, selective memory, right? Cupbearer said, I got a guy. I know a guy. He helped me a couple of years ago when you were a little angry with me. He told me that you were going to release me and bring me back. He said, go get him. Man, they cleaned him up, shaved him up, told him what the deal was. Joseph said, let me pray. Lord, give the interpretation of the dream. And like I said, you could get the nuts and bolts of that. But overall, what the Lord showed him, he says, look, there's going to be seven good years of harvest. But I want you to save up because after that, there's going to be seven years of famine. It's going to be a tough time. And people are going to have to stock up this grain so that we can get on through. And then we'll make it. Pharaoh was so impressed with Joseph. He said, you're my boy. You're my right-hand man. He put him in control of the whole situation, all of Egypt. He was second in control. Everything that was done, Joseph was the man. Now, isn't that amazing? Now, look, we just went through that. Look how it's worked out. Look how what Joseph, no doubt, was going through some stuff going, man, how could it get any worse? I'm in a pit. Now I'm in jail. Now I've been lied upon. But you know what? God saw everything. And God saw his faithfulness. And God saw his heart always pointed to doing the best for God. See, a lot of times we don't understand why we're out here in the heat today. Sometimes we don't understand, man, we put this up and it's raining and doing this. But I'm going to tell you in just a minute how sometimes we don't always see it unpack here. But sometimes God will give you just a little glimpse of something to keep you rolling. Amen. So story comes on down, unpacks a little bit more. And just like, just like the Lord had told Joseph, seven years, things was good, man. Barns are full. Life is good. Then things start cutting back. Things start getting tough. Man. People, even in the other areas like Canaan, where his, his family was from, things start tightening down. So the brothers tell the dad, said, man, maybe we need to go to uh, into Egypt, see if that guy will cut us a deal on some grain or something. He said, yeah, why don't you do that? Now, Joseph was the second to the youngest. He had another brother named Benjamin. Jacob's thinking, you ain't taking my baby boy. You already lost one of them. You take your other brothers, and you can go and see what you can do. So they leave Benjamin there, and they go on in. Well, when they walk in, they go before our boy Joseph now, who's second in command. They don't recognize him. But guess what? He recognizes him. Now, for many of us, we say, hey, it's my day. Yeah, you remember me? I remember you. That's not what he did at all. But he did test their heart. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit. He recognized his brothers. And he says, uh, I want to really see if they, you know, uh, are sorry for what they did. Tell me a little bit about yourself. They said, oh, we're here. There used to be 12 of us. One of our brothers is no longer, meaning Joseph, but they didn't recognize him, right? And they keep on talking. said, Ben, you know, we've come to buy some grain and, and all this. He says, I think you're spies. Man, we're not spies. 
He said, I think you're spies. He says, your dad is still living? Yeah. Well, if there's, if there's another brother, why isn't he here? He's with our father. He said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to leave one of you here in jail and the rest of you go back and you bring your brother back. And if you bring him back, I know you're not lying. They're going, we can't do that. Our dad's not going to let this other brother go. He said, that's the deal. So one of the brothers stayed and they head on back. They said, dad, he wants us to, to bring all the, uh, the rest of the family over. He wants us to bring the other brother. He said, no, 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 that's not, that's not good. Not only that, the Bible says the money that, that they gave him, when they got back, they had their money in the sack and more. It's not looking real good. Now they're going, I don't know if we should go back because now he's really going to think we stole something. We didn't steal it. It's a setup. This is what they're thinking, right? They can't understand it, right? So anyway, how many know when you get hungry and desperate sometimes, you got to go back where the source is. Exactly what happened. Is to take your brother and reason with the man and see if maybe he'll, he'll work with us. So they come back. And Joseph saw how their heart was changed and saw what was going on. And so he sent all the other guards away. And he says, I want you guys to dine with me. And he comes in, and they still don't know who he is. Still don't know it's the brother that they sold out. Amazing story. Amazing story of grace and of redemption. And he sets them up to sit down to eat in the order of their birth. They didn't catch it still. Can you imagine thinking that you sold somebody out? And they're the very one that you got to go through to help. And you think about this, and it's your brother. And you're thinking, really, now? They even said, they can, he says, this is happening to us because we killed our brother. We sold him out. They know in their heart that, man, this was not good. But guess what? There was a lot of scar tissue in that heart. But look how he responds. Why does he respond this way? Because he's a man after God's heart. His heart is being shaped by that of God. I'm talking about Joseph. Amen? So this is what's going on. He goes in. He says, come, I'm your brother Joseph. Wow. They're going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can you just imagine that? Big family reunion. He says, that's okay. He says, you know what? It was part of God's plan. See, sometimes we're going through things and we don't understand how this is going to work. But you know, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 20, God works all things together for the good. If you're going through a tough time now, just keep focusing on God. I'm confident in Christ that even though we don't see how it's going to unpack today, tomorrow, next year, that God is working on our behalf and we're a child of God. Amen? Just like he was working with Joseph. He had a bigger purpose. He had a bigger purpose. But he was teaching him some stuff from the pit to the palace. There was some time there. There was some time. He was testing him and seeing what's going on. And his heart was continuing to be molded by the things of God so he could be used for the service of God. You see, sometimes when we're setting these things up, you don't think that we're being tested, right? Maybe it's part of that. Well, are they just going to serve me when everything's good and the air conditioner's working? Are they only going to serve me when there's a big crowd? Are they only going to do this when it looks like their picture? Most of the time, the God picture doesn't look like my picture. But in the, in the end and in the long run, when he finally opens my eyes to it, it's always grander. It's always grander what I can ever imagine. And you know what? Sometimes it's a long haul. That was a long haul for Joseph. But now what I want to do now is if you got your sheets, we're going to look at a few things and the characteristics of Joseph and how God worked that together. Amen. So what happens is, I'm going to give you the rest of that real fast. What happens is he says, go back and get my family. He brings his family, all of them. He says, you're going to live with me. And what he does, he restores his brothers. He takes care of them. As a matter of fact, God gave him so much wisdom and so much favor that everybody made it through. Amen. Sometimes, you know what? 
You might be the one that God uses so much and you just close to somebody, you get blessed. I talked to a guy yesterday and he said his wife had been looking for a job for over a year, over a year. And he kept telling her, baby, we just got to keep praying. God's going to come through. She went in for the interview. She said the interview went real good. Came on out. And right when she was walking out, there was another girl getting ready to get interviewed. And she was in the, in the groove. Old, old lost friend of somebody in the office. She come out. My buddy's wife come out like this. He said, baby, how'd it go? He said, I thought it was going good. But she knows somebody. Man, my buddy said, who do you think we know? We know the Lord. She said, baby, if that's your job, ain't nobody can take it from you. So what'd they say? It said, be two weeks before we even make up mind. He said, buddy, I told her it didn't come out my lips. He said, I'm telling you, if that's the job God's got for you, ain't nobody taking your job. Bring. Hello. Well, she's right here. Click, click. Yep. Really? Thank you. They hired her before she even got out of the parking lot. She had favor. Isn't that awesome? See, sometimes, see, like my buddy was saying in that, it don't matter who somebody thinks they know. If it's not the Lord, or if it is the Lord in your life, he can make it come through. Amen? That's what I think is a praise right there. So guess what? He said, let me tell you, when, when God granted that prayer that we've been holding on a long time ago, everything, my wife was just saying, man, everything just like they pulled a, a load of bricks off. And he said, you know me. My buddy's a good old two-chipping boy. He said, I was crying like a baby. She said, didn't you hear I got the job? He said, I know. He said, man, it's been so long since I felt the presence of God. And that's where I wanted to be. I just wanted to be right there. He said, I was just overwhelmed with the joy and the grace and the goodness of God because we stuck to the, stuck to the program. We stuck with God. We kept hanging in there. And we got to see that. That's just a side note. Sometimes we don't always see it as fast as we want. Let me tell you, I know it was a long haul. If you're waiting for a year to get you a regular paycheck, that's a long haul. Whatever it might be that we're going through, it might be a long haul. But I'm going to tell you what, it's sweet when it comes in. Amen? Amen. Well, with that being said, we're going to keep on moving. Everybody doing good, right? We do all right unpacking about uh, about 30 years of life in about 15 minutes. Try to do my best. I'm going to get me a drink. Everybody say amen, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all always cover for me. Well, if you got your sheets, I want to go ahead and work through a few of these things. First thing we want to talk about now is the fellowship with God. Joseph had an unbroken fellowship with God. His circumstances kept changing, but his relationship with God was constant. Isn't that something? Your circumstances can change, but you know what? When we're in right relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ did, that's constant. His love is constant. His mercy is constant, right? His grace is constant. That's what I love about the Lord. He's a forever God. Sound like a familiar message we had a while back. We just And you know what? We do these messages. I pray, and we look about it, and everybody's praying. And guess what? God just stacks them together. Stacks them together because he's a forever God, and he's for you. Amen? What else? God's love is constant. Isn't that good to know? Sometimes the world's love is not constant. They love you when you're on top, right? They love you when your band's packing the house, let you have a bad night, they'll send you home early, we'll have the money. Sound like something might have happened to somebody you know? Amen. Glad y'all couldn't see me raising my hand on the radio there. Check this out. Circumstance don't change God, but God can change the circumstances. No matter what the deal is, if you feel like, man, I, I, I just don't, I don't know about the circumstance, God can change the circumstance. You know something else I love about Joseph's life as we see this? Joseph kept the dream alive. 
We're talking about dreams this morning. What dream has been laying in your heart and just gone dormant? Think about it. Let Christ and the Holy Spirit cultivate that dream and bring it to the top. I mean, he kept the dream alive. How did he do that? Because he was in constant communication with God. How do we keep the dream alive in our life? We read the Word. We spend time in the Word. We do things like this. We do events. We do different things like that. Ultimately, it's all built and birthed out of our relationship with Christ. Something else Joseph would do. He continued to trust the Lord no matter what the circumstances, right? And he used his gifts to glorify God. Isn't that amazing? When he was at Potiphar's house, what was he doing? He was using his gifts of ministration or whatever it was, right? When he went in jail, he didn't go, well, you know what? Look what I did. I did this for somebody and they burnt me. I'm not never coming back. I'm not going to do this. He rose right on up there to jail, right? Rose on up. He kept the focus Christ-centered, right? And it changed the circumstances. That's what we need to do as time goes by. His relationship with the Lord was the key to his fruitfulness. I want you guys to get that. His relationship with the Lord is the key to his fruitfulness. And it's the same for us. The key to our fruitfulness is staying close to Christ. The, cool, the key to our salvation is Jesus Christ. Amen? Everybody doing good? Good, good, good. Well, let's keep on rolling. Next thing I want to share with you is that he had favor with God. He had favor with man. Everywhere he went, he had favor. Do you feel favored? Sometimes we say, well, how do you think he had favor when he was in jail? He rose to the top, right? How do you think he had favor when he was at Potiphar's? He still rose to the top. There's situations, maybe you need somebody to come alongside and help you look and say, you know what? You were there, but now you're here. You're on the incline. It's getting better. Let's pick out some of the good things instead of focusing on the bad things. Come on. I got to get an amen there. We got to focus on the good things, even if they're small, just small. Because you know what? You could take something that size right there. And trust God with it, and he'll grow it to this. 13 years ago, God spoke into my life about doing some outdoor stuff. We did what? 11 years down at Buckrow. Now, I'm going to share this with you real quick. You know what? It rained and everything else, and we wanted to go and do more. But you know what? We got to make a call, and we prayed and said, you know what? I think it's about time to pack it in. Right? You know what? There was a young lady here yesterday. God changed her life. God worked in her life. Isn't it worth it if just one person's life gets touched? Well, guess what? With everything going on, our plan was finish here, maybe go to Happy Valley, right? Well, we really didn't want to do anything. No, we weren't real happy. We were wore out. Let's just be honest. Well, we regrouped and we said, we're going to go up to El Rancho. And we just want to take it easy. But it's karaoke night, right? Do y'all want to sit over there? No, no. We just want our food and we want to go to sleep, you know? See the parallel? What's going on? We're going, man, we, we thought it was going to go down this way. But you know what was kind of amazing? When I went to go pay our bill, when he hadn't paid, and I, I said, I couldn't, I didn't have my glasses on. She told me what the price was. Oh, I said, I thought you said it was a hundred and something. She said, yeah, we just put it on there. You know, we just put everybody's drinks on there for you. Right? She just teased it with me. We just have a good time. I said, I, I don't, I said, I buy them all the water if they want something, but I wouldn't want to buy them anything like that. I said, I don't think they'd like that if the pastor did that. She said, you're a minister? I said, yeah. She said, man, the door was wide open, baby. Boom. She asked me questions. People were checking out. She's making change. She was just like this. So you know what I did? What did I do when I got my change, Miles? Many of y'all, you know I love to, to use the dollar as, a, as an illustration and share it about Jesus. Couldn't get her off my face. She was just like this. Because it wasn't that she was watching me. She was listening to the word of God. Right? She said, I was hoping she'd make it here today. But you know what? 
I got to unpack the whole gospel message for her. And her, guess what? Her cousin's going like this, nodding on the side. See, if we'd have went with our regular plan, we might not have got to see that. The reason I want to bring that up is, see, sometimes when we're sitting here, we don't see that. But God is so gracious. They said, I'm going to just pull back a little bit here. You want another one? Got up to check my Facebook this morning. You see through them bushes over there? Can't see much, can you? Sound travels a long way. Somebody wrote on my Facebook, I was working yesterday, and every time I went on a break, I could hear you guys praising the Lord. Thank you for living life. Come on. I want to encourage you guys. Sometimes we don't see it with our natural eyes, but I'm going to tell you, when we're faithful in the small things, God is faithful in all things. And I want to encourage you with that. Now let's get back to this. We're talking about the favor of man, favor of God. Everywhere he went, he had favor. He had favor with his fathers. He had, this is about Joseph. He had favor with Potiphar in his house. I'm going back recapping a few things. But this is what I want you to take away from this right here. They were different people with different personalities. But Joseph had favor with them all. The favor of God and man in the life of Joseph had no barriers. I'm telling you, it's the same for us. I'm telling you, if you're a child of God, that you know what? We got the inside track. We got it all. We have the authority, right, of a believer. We have favor. We need to speak it. We need to walk in it. And we need to go ahead and proclaim it. Amen? That's what I want you guys to see. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, we don't want to forget our position in Christ. Man, this is, this is, let's go, let's go. I'm getting all cranked up. Just listen to this right here. Because this is what God was showing me. He said, never forget your position in Christ. I don't care what your position is out here. And we're not talking about levels. and this. I'm talking about our position of who we are in Christ. See, a lot of times when everything's going wrong, we forget who we are. But I'm going to tell you what, we try each week, Tuesdays, Sunday, whenever we can, to help you remind, be reminded of that. You know why? Because I need to be reminded of it sometime too. And I appreciate that. Sometimes I say, come on, man, let's go. You know, it's encouraging to just come along and see what God's doing. So guess what? As a child of God, guess what? And you've received Jesus Christ when you put your faith and trust in the Lord in the finished work of the cross. God says, you are mine. When you say, Lord, forgive me my sin, you are mine. You are sealed. You are his. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. We're set free, right, from sin. That doesn't mean we'll never sin again, but our penalty has already been paid. You with me? We have authority. We have the promise. And you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you so that he can lead, guide, and direct. Amen? We're not alone. You could be the only one under this tent. If you're a child of God, you're not alone. See, I think somebody needs to hear that here. Sometimes I need to hear that here. You know, sometimes you say, man, you can be in a crowd and you can feel alone. But I'm going to tell you what, if you know Christ and you're cultivating that heart with Christ and you're listening to the word, guess what? God will bring somebody along to encourage you. God will whisper in your spirit to tell you, you know what? You're worth it. I'm going to tell you right now, from where I'm standing, I know you're worth it. Because Why? Because you are made in his image. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Yeah. All right. We're going to roll on through here. Joseph was faithful in his responsibilities, wasn't he? Think about that. No matter what the situation was, Joseph was, was faithful in all his responsibilities. He was faithful even with what he had. And even when he had less, he was faithful. So it didn't matter what he had. He was faithful with what he had and where he was at. I mean, you know, that sounds like a little bit of a test in our life. I talked to a guy the other day, good, good guy, just met him here lately, and uh, he was telling me about different things he does and different work he does, and he says, you know what, if I could ever get to this place where I got this type of money, I would start helping people and doing things. Now, on the outside, that sounds good. Don't doubt that. But maybe God wants to see what you're doing with this right here. 
He wants to see what you're doing with the change before he gives you the, something else. You see, sometimes, you know what, when we're walking through things like this, maybe us being faithful, God say, that's all right, I'm building you a building down the road here. You just keep on going. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to be faithful with what he gives us today. And I want to encourage you guys to do the same because you know what? God is working on our behalf. Joseph was faithful where he was and what he had, and what he had, no matter what the deal. Joseph chose what was best over what was good. We talk about that almost every other week. He chose what was best over what was good. Hey, think about it. Here we go. Nobody's looking. Here's his wife. He said, how could I sin against God? Heart shaped and pointed to God. God gave him strength. Right? Joseph chose to honor the Lord. See, when we honor the Lord, even if people here in the natural don't understand it, God said, that's my boy. That's my girl. I can trust her with more. You know, sometimes we just can't go with the flow. Joseph was not your regular Joe, amen? He was a man chasing after the Lord, and he found him in good fashion, didn't he? Joseph was faithful even when no one was looking, amen? Just like we said. Are we faithful? You know, do we just do it halfway if nobody's looking? Or do we still serve and do our best? I pray we do our best. When people go by here, right, they say, hey, man, they're still going strong. They're still going strong. That's why it was really important that we had the opportunity to come back today. Because there's going to be cars going up and down this road today that maybe didn't come down earlier, even though our sign flipped over. That's okay. We got one right here. But you know what? Maybe to say, hey, there's them folks that do that stuff out there every year. And I'm going to tell you what. When things get tough in their life, a lot of times, they're going to come seek you out. They're going to want to know, how do you keep on making, making it on through, even when things are tough? Because we all still have some trouble, right? We all still have some tough times. Did Joseph have some tough times? Absolutely. Did God multiply and motivate and take care of things and raise them to the top? He did that, didn't he? He could do the same with y'all. I can't keep nothing up here. You know, if I put my hands by my side, I couldn't say a word. Here's something else. Joseph reflected the Lord well. Let me tell you, again, Tanya said it, and I'm going to say it again. Thank you guys for serving so much. Some say, oh, I didn't get to do my... You know what? If you were praying... If you stop by, if you did anything, we want to thank you. Because you know what? It's all spokes in the wheel for Jesus. And you know what? Hey, maybe I can't lift this as high as miles or whatever. But you know I can bring him some water. Whatever. Maybe I can't swing the hammer like Mike. But I can tell him how to do it. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> I always give my guard teasing. Why do you pick on me? Because I love him. I didn't say I could tell him how to do it right. Because I'm not a hammer swinger. But what I'm saying is this, guys. I'd love to have fun. You know, regardless of what you're doing, just do it the best of your ability and honor God with it and reflect Christ. And I'm telling you, I got to see Christ reflected through each and every one of you guys. And I am very grateful. I am uh, I'm very humbled to just uh, be a part of that. And let's move on to the next one here. I want to talk about Joseph's reverence for God. His love and respect for God gave him the strength to overcome temptation. thought about this last night. You know, a lot of times you hear reverence and fear and reverence and fear. Now, I'm going to put this together for you. If we're in an airplane at 10,000 feet, it's good to have fear or reverence of the fall, right? Have a reverence for gravity, right? Why? Because that'll keep you safe. If we have a reverence for God, that could keep us safe. Stay close to God, amen? Love, his love and respect for God, right? His reverence for God gave him strength to overcome temptation. Remember what he said when she lied on him? How could I sin against God? His desire not to sin against God, even though 
He desired not to sin against God, even though no one was there to witness the potential sin. Joseph's relationship was so alive. I want you to catch that. His so alive with the Lord, he knew God would know. He knew God would know, and that mattered to him. He said, you know what? I don't care who's here. I don't care what you say. God knows, and I don't, I, I don't want that on my shelf. Do you know something else? When I was studying out the life of Joseph, I've been wanting to preach on Joseph for a while. I believe this was the perfect time for this, that God let us do this. One of the things that talks about it just, there was never a bad word written about Joseph in the Bible. How'd you like to leave that legacy? Aren't you glad we got white out? Amen? Aren't you glad you got the blood of Christ? Amen? That's what I'm talking about because you can start your story fresh today, right here, right now. I want you to hear that. No matter what you've been through, what you're going through, what you've gone through, you can start fresh here today. Joseph did something that was very important. And you know what? If we would do this, it would help us in our walk so good. He fled from sin. He ran from sin and he ran to God. Most of the time, we run deeper in sin because it's easy. It feels good. It's fast. It's this right but you know what less of him more of god and god pulled him out god raised him up amen god protected and blessed him as a result of that don't you know that we never ever ever come up short serving god being obedient to god living for god no matter what it looks like right now let me tell you just like with the situations that joseph went through i believe god is in the midst of raising you up because you know what as we reverence god I believe that starts at the beginning of knowledge of God. Amen? Making some good time now. Now, we're going back to the story a little bit. You remember when the brothers came in and Joseph recognized them? How did he respond? He responded with a forgiven nature. Forgiven nature. You know why? Because God had cultivated that in his heart over the time. God had cultivated that in his heart. Joseph had a forgiven heart. He had no bitterness or resentment. In spite of all the suffering false accusations, injustice, he had a heart for God. What am I saying? I'm saying no matter what you've been dealing with, no matter who's wronged you, no matter what's happening, let's today let God soothe our soul in that, work that out, and say, you know what, God, I'm laying it at the foot of the cross. I'm going to let you deal with that because you know what? It'll start doing if you try to keep working it. It will control you. It will manipulate you into somebody you don't want to be. But you know what? If we keep that forgiven nature, which only comes from the Spirit of the Lord working in us and through us, you watch how God will turn that around. You'll, turn, you, you'll see. I played music with a guy. We had a falling out a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I had just got saved. I was walking the best I could. And he, he wasn't saved at the time. And a lot of stuff was going on. And it didn't go well. It didn't go well. When, when your wife pulls you out of a place to say, we are going home, it's not going well. Okay? Years later went by and I felt bad. And I said, man, I'm supposed to, supposed to do better than that. Man, I prayed about that for a long time. I came home probably five years later. Denise said, you had a phone call today. And she told me who this guy was. I said, oh, boy. He said, you know what? He found the Lord and didn't like the note you guys ended on. He wants to talk to you. Man, I was just like my buddy. Boom. Mr. Tough Guy, cry. Boom. I know, man. I know. I know. Does that mean we go get dinner every day and all that? No. But you know what? We got something in common. We got someone in common, and his name is Jesus. And God took and broke all those things down. I don't even, I'm going to tell you what, God even, I don't even know what we were arguing about. I don't even have a clue. I'm sure it didn't matter. But I can tell you what, whatever it was, it's not as important as what we have now as a friendship. If we could just look through that and get to that and allow God to lead to that, 
we come out on the other side. It's the forgiven nature of God. Now, I want you guys to listen to this. I hope it comes out the way I want it to. I've been asking the Lord to, to help me put this in, in, in words here. Joseph refused to let the wrongs in his life control the rights God gave him. That's what I want you to hear. He refused to let the wrongs, the thing that people did him wrong and the things that happened wrongly in his life or, or whatever the case may be, something happened in your life, you might not have no control of it. But he didn't let that control him, right? He went to the right authority, who we are, a believer in Christ, right? He went to the rights that God had given him. See, so many times we settle for so much less. We just settle. That's okay. We settle for good. We settle for great. Instead of God's best. I want you guys to have God's best. That's what it's all about. So many times, it would just continue to strangle us if we just let that eat away at us. If we just continue to let that stuff, the, the wrongs eat away from us. But you know what? If we can let God, and He will, if we turn it over to Him, nurture our hearts into a forgiven state, you watch how God will work in our life. Amen? The next thing I want to talk about in the last slide here, I want to talk about fortitude, right? What do you mean, buddy, by fortitude? I'm talking about Joseph had fortitude and endurance. Joseph did not give up hope. He did not go away from God. The time came when God delivered him and lifted him up above everywhere else, everyone else. It's not always about getting you out. Sometimes it's about getting you through. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because when it hurts, we want, stop, let me out. When things are bad, like we go, I want to go home. Make it stop, right? But sometimes God's working things in your life that would never be worked out before because he's taking you from the pit to the palace. From the pit to the palace. It didn't happen overnight. All through there, God was with him. All through there, God was changing things in his life and his heart. And, and what was going on? He was just feeding on God. Because he had everything else stripped away. If we have everything else stripped away, I'm going to tell you something. Do you think God's enough? I say he is. The Bible says he is. And we know he is. Why don't we act like he is? I pray today that we act like he is. Joseph didn't get discouraged and turn away from God. He ran to God. He waited on God's timing. That's tough sometimes. Because my clock is running a whole lot different than God's. But sometimes when I get where we need to get, I'm thankful that we're on his time schedule. Amen? I really am. And you know, sometimes people, they ask, well, what is your plan about this? What is your plan about this? I think it's great to have vision. The Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. But my vision that I want is God's vision. We don't want buddy's vision, television, anything else. We want the vision of the Lord. So that's why we spend time in prayer. And we ask you guys, hey, be praying. Lord, what's our next step? Lord, what, what, what are you going to show us? I believe he's saying you just be faithful and you rest in me. And it'll be so obvious that people say, wow, how did that happen? And there's only one answer. God did it. Isn't that a good answer? Anyway, well, she did it, and he did it, and they did it, and all that. You know, we were faithful with what he had. I love having this little thing up here. I've been going back to it. Something as small as a bottle top. Faith as a mustard seed. You can move a mountain. I'm going to tell you what. As we see about our commitment to Christ, you watch how things change. We look at the life of Joseph as I get ready to bring this to a close. He committed everything to God and he endured to the end. What did he endure? Let's just recap a few things. Hatred, envy, temptation, false accusations, prison life, and people with a, that were just ungrateful to him. Can you imagine 
telling this guy, telling him what the dream is and everything else. So don't forget about me. And he gets a two-year amnesia lapse. And the only reason he probably, I'm just assuming this now, he probably brought it because he wanted to look good. But even that, see, when people try to manipulate you and stuff, guess what? God can still take that and turn it around and make it work for him. What did he tell his brothers? I want you guys to read through here these chapters that we got on the, on the handout so you can really get the meat of this. I'm just trying to cover a lot of ground today. But God was working all those things. God was working all those things. He was working things in the heart of his brothers. He was working things in the heart of the people. He was working things in the heart of Joseph. And today, I believe through this message, I pray that God is working things in your heart and working things in my heart. So as Ms. Tanya plays, I want to ask you a question. What dream is it that you have that you just let go, that God planted in there? Is it a dream that God's planted in your heart that you know that you want to just come back to that and, and, and let God use you? I say, God, remind them of who they are and what they've done and where they've been and what they can be, right? Show them where you've been at work even when we can't see it. Spotlight and highlight those things in the life of, of your people so that they can say, oh yeah, you're right. God is working here. See, sometimes the ways of the world get so loud we don't even hear what God has to say. That's why it's good to quiet our hearts, spend time with God, spend time with other believers, right? Stay in the Word of God, listening, praying, seeking the Lord, never coming up short. Because no matter what, God is still working. His fellowship doesn't cut off when you're a child of God. He's not the one that left. Many times it's us that walked away. But you know what? You can turn back today. With your eyes closed and your hearts open, I just want to pray for you before we go. Lord, I pray today that each one here understands the fellowship that we can have with you through a personal relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. If there's one here today, Lord, that does not know you, I pray that today is the day they said, Lord, I need Jesus. If that's you today, I just ask you to look up here so I can pray for you, pray with you. Because you know what? It's right at the tip of your tongue. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If that's your prayer today, don't leave here today without saying, buddy, that was my prayer. I'm praying today. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, help me walk this out. I'm trusting you as my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God, Lord, that died for my sin. Come into my life. If you're here today and you say, man, I wish I could be like Joseph. I said, shoot a little higher. Be like Jesus. Amen. He's our role model. He's our role model. But you know what? God's so good and God's so great. He said, I'm going to give you somebody else to look at just to get you going. Look at the life of Joseph. Nothing bad written about him. He held the course the whole way. But ultimately, our role model is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to point all the praise to him. In every situation, he was turning around and pointing the praise to Christ. Every situation. I want to challenge us this week and the rest of our days, but let's take baby steps. I'm challenging you today, whatever's going on, let's put it up against the backdrop of the cross. I challenge you today that whatever's going on, let's say, you know what? God can make it better. God can change it around. God is working on my behalf. And I'm trusting you. Father, I thank you for each one here. And I thank you for this privilege, Lord, today and all this weekend for the opportunity to come out and serve you, Lord. I, I pray, Lord, that you will take this message and make it so much more than what I could ever do or anyone else, Lord. I pray that you hide me behind the cross, Lord, and that they see you today. In Jesus' mighty name.